The Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise be to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and mercy and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember in last week's sermon, I know it's a whole week ago already, lots happened, but I talked about what happens if Christmas doesn't come this year for you. What happens to all those preparations we're making right now, (laughs) that you're making? What if your last day or the last day comes before December 25th. Right? And that, that challenges us to really think about what's most important to us. What should we really be focused on? What, what readiness is most important in our lives? The fact is, Christmas could come for you this year, right? <laughs> and so you want to be ready for that too, don't you? And I'm not talking about the outward preparations, but but what if Christmas does come this year? What's it going to mean to you? Because the way that Christians should look at Christmas should be much different than the way the rest of the world does, right? Because what does Christmas mean to the rest of the world? It means all the outward things, doesn't it? It means... Maybe this feeling of nostalgia, right? And, and, and families and traditions. Uh, maybe it means, right, it's, this, it's the season of giving. It's the season of generosity and giving of yourself. Right? That's what Christmas means to our world. All of these things that focus on outward things and that focus on me. So if we're going to be prepared for Christmas this year, what is it going to take? If we want this Christmas to really mean something and and be something that really is valuable to us, that makes a difference in our lives, how you prepare yourself for that Christmas is, is going to be different than the rest of the world, right? And Mark, in the opening words of his gospel this morning has some ideas for us on on how to prepare for this Christmas. 
The Gospel of Mark it has an interesting beginning to uh, his, his letter or his, uh, his gospel here. It, it's really interesting because it's almost like Christmas doesn't matter to Mark. You see where Mark picks up? With John the Baptist. And at this point, Jesus is 30 years old already. Right? To Mark, it's like, I, I, I don't have time for any of that earlier stuff, right? And it's not like Mark can say, well, you can go and read the Gospel of Matthew because there in Matthew is where you hear the announcement of the birth to Joseph. And where is the lesser known, very short birth story of Jesus? And the coming of the Magi, that's all in the beginning of Matthew. In the book of Luke, you get to hear about the announcement of the birth to Mary. And of course, you have the well-known account of Jesus' birth in Luke chapter 2, right? That, that long, long section. But Mark can't say, hey, go read those, because Mark wrote his gospel first. <laughs> but it's like Mark is saying to us, it's not that those things aren't important, right? It's not that the announcements and, 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 and the birth and the shepherds and the angels, right, and, and the manger, it's not like all those things aren't important, but they're not the most important thing. Mark says, I've got too much good stuff to tell you, to focus on the birth. And we've got to get right to the meat, right to, the, right to those things that matter most for your eternity. John's, or I'm sorry, Mark starts out by saying, the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Mark says, you want to prepare yourself for Christmas? You want to be ready for what Christmas has to offer to you this year? Prepare, your way, prepare the way for the Lord. And he tells us who this Lord is. Right there in the, in the very first two verses of his gospel, he points out who this is. He says, this is Jesus the Messiah. This is the one that was chosen. This one that I'm going I'm to spend the next 16 chapters of my gospel telling you all about is the one that God had promised to send all the way back in the garden. That one who would come to crush the head of the serpent. That Messiah, that chosen one, that anointed one, been chosen from before the beginning of time to come. And this Jesus, the Messiah, he's also not just a man. It's not just a little normal human baby you're seeing lying in a manger. It's not just a, a normal human being you see walking around and, and teaching and preaching that I'm going to tell you all about in my gospel. This is the very Son of God. This is God himself come into flesh. This is God himself taking the place of human beings as both God and man to do everything that you cannot. This is God himself coming to rescue you. This Jesus that I'm going to tell you all about in this gospel is the Messiah, and he's the Son of God, and Mark shows us here right at the beginning, he's the fulfillment of all of the scriptures. The one that we have been waiting for. The one that has been prophesied about. 
the one that all of the Old Testament scriptures pointed forward to, has now come. And I'm going to tell you all about it. You see Mark's point here? It's not that the baby in the manger isn't important. It's not that the angels coming to those shepherds that first Christmas night weren't important. But what this child came to do is of the utmost importance. Prepare the way for the Lord. And remember who this is. The Messiah. The Son of God. The fulfillment of all of the Old Testament scriptures. It's like Mark is saying to us. It's not what Christmas is about. It's really, the question is, who is Christmas all about? It's about God keeping his promises. It's about God coming to earth. It's about God coming to save his people. And Mark would be here, if he would be here today, he'd probably say, you know, I'm sorry. You know, all these outward things you do with your decorations and your presents and your parties and your music and your movies, they don't mean anything if you don't focus on who this is all about. The Messiah. The Son of God, the one who fulfills all scripture, who comes into this world. Prepare the way for him to come. But these prophecies that we have here that, that Mark quotes here, and actually there, there's a prophecy from Malachi and a prophecy from Isaiah that, 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 that Mark sticks together here by inspiration of the Spirit. It talks about the coming Messiah, right? The one who is going to come. But it talks about another it talks about one who is, there's going to be a messenger who's sent ahead. One who's going to prepare a way. One that's going to be a voice calling in the wilderness. There's a second person prophesied here in the Old Testament. The one we know is John the Baptist. A relative of Jesus, maybe a cousin or second cousin. Just six months older than Jesus. One who even in his time was a little odd as far as his dress and his diet goes. One whose birth was announced by an angel too. To his father Zechariah who told him that your son is given me the one who prepares the way for the Lord. He is that, that forerunner that was prophesied back in Isaiah. And then that John the Baptist did come. The only person in the New Testament prophesied in the Old Testament besides Jesus, of course, and Mary, who's mentioned as the virgin who will be with child. Other than that, the only other person mentioned in the Old Testament who would come in the New Testament. And come he did. John the Baptist's role was to come and prepare the way for the Lord. He was to be that voice calling in the wilderness to make straight paths for him. That's what those Old Testament prophets said he was going to come to do. And that's exactly what he did. We heard it, Mark explained it to us. He says, and so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. 
After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist prophesied 700 years before, comes in the wilderness to prepare a way for the Lord, to make straight paths for him to come. He was literally out in the wilderness. But there's a figurative thing there too, isn't there? As those people left Judea and all of Jerusalem and went out into the wilderness, and, and, and picture here, you know, when we think of wilderness, maybe you think of, well, maybe here in Arizona we think differently, but my first thought is I think of this forest, right, out in the middle of nowhere in the mountains and forests, but, but this is more like we know here in Arizona of wilderness. This is desert. I don't know how far you've ever gotten out into the desert. <laughs> but that farthest point where there's nothing. Where, where not much can survive, if anything at all. This is the word here used to describe the wilderness into which this voice would be calling out of. A barren place. Really a hopeless place. A place where life can't exist. And isn't that often what this life feels like? That's where John the Baptist was doing his work. As he literally was out in the wilderness, but also figuratively was calling people out into the wilderness to say, I have a message for you. In the midst of of your brokenness, in the midst of your hopelessness, in the midst of your sin and your lostness, in the midst of your spiritual death, I come to bring you a message of one who is to come to bring hope and to bring peace and to bring life. John the Baptist was that voice calling out in that wilderness to make a straight path for that one to come. And, and the picture here in the Old Testament, and even at the beginning of the New Testament, is right, if, you, if you want a, a king to come and visit, you had to make a, a way for him to come. Sometimes it was literally building a road to your town or village for that king to come. Making a way for him to, to come on a straight path so that you could welcome him. That's what John the Baptist was doing as he proclaimed the one who was coming. Make a path for him to come. The king is coming. Get ready to receive him. He's coming to bring you blessings. The blessings I give are fine, are good, but the blessings he comes to bring are eternal. This one who I prepare the way for. Friends, John the Baptist's voice is one that we need to continue to hear today. A voice that echoes through Isaiah, through the Gospel of Mark, and all the way to us today. This voice of John the Baptist to prepare our hearts for this Christmas. A voice calling into our wilderness, into our brokenness, and our hopelessness, and our sadness, and our pain. That voice that calls out, there is one who loves you. 
there is one who comes for you. There is one who calls out to rescue you. Make a straight path for him. Make a way for him to come to you. This one who is the Messiah, this one who is the very Son of God, this one who is the fulfillment of all of these Old Testament scriptures, this one who is willing to go out into that wilderness for us, this one who went and he faced every temptation of Satan out in that wilderness for you perfectly. This one who took on your brokenness and your hopelessness and your pain and your sadness and your death. He goes out into that wilderness and suffers and dies for you. This one who had a straight path, a path to a cross, a path to your redemption, a path to your peace, a path to your forgiveness, one at that cross for you. Friends, prepare the way for the Lord, for this one, for this one who comes to save, for this one who comes to give, for this one who comes to forgive, for this one who comes to love you to the end. Go ahead and make all your preparations for this Christmas. Put up your decorations. Buy your presents. Send out your Christmas cards. Watch your Christmas movies. Listen to your Christmas music. Throw your parties. Bake your cookies. Go ahead and do all those things. But don't forget that none of these things matter if we aren't preparing our hearts for the Lord. If we aren't listening to that voice calling out to us, if we aren't making a straight path for him to come. And this preparation isn't about what you go and do. It's not about being more selfless in your life. It's not about coming to church more. It's really not about giving to others more. It's about receiving. It's about receiving what God has come to give you. It's about listening. Listening to that voice of John the Baptist. Repent. Confess your sins. And see your great and full forgiveness. One for you at a cross. Through this Messiah, through this Son of God, through this one who fulfills all the scriptures, live your lives in daily repentance, friends. That's how you prepare the way for the Lord. That's how you prepare your heart to celebrate this Christmas. Repent. See your sins, but see your greater Savior. See your need for life and peace and hope and find it in that one who has come. Prepare the way for the Lord as you repent. And as John was out there in the wilderness baptizing, prepare the way for the Lord as you remember your baptism. As you remember the new life that's been given to you. As you remember the rebirth that God has graciously given to you through water and the word. 
remember your baptism. As you look forward to Christmas, as you prepare your hearts to once again see what your God has done for you and does for you and still promises to you. It's all yours through Christ Jesus. Amen.